This episode is brought to you by Geekade.com, where we create an array of podcasts, articles, and more for everyone, no matter what your geek is. And if you want to help us make even more content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Geekade. Now on with the show. Warning. The following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. Carry on my wayward son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry no more. Dad's missing. I need you to help me find him. I can't do this alone. Dad's given us a job to do. He wants us to pick up where he left off. Saving people, hunting things. This demon killed Mom and Jess. I gotta find that. Good evening and welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. This is episode 188 for the week of December 12th, 2019. I am your host, Evan Goldstein, and with me as always is the greatest pumpkin of all, Karen Randazzo. You fudge and touch me again and I'll fudge and kill you. And the Grinch that will never steal your Christmas, Chris Randazzo. Skin mags and shaving cream. <laughs> We are we are in our second week of holiday magic, and it was my pick this week. I chose Supernatural Season 3, Episode 8, A Very Supernatural Christmas. But before we get into any of that, here's your weekly reminder that you can get in touch with us at mail, mail at geekade.com. Just include the words, this week's episode, in the subject line, and you can let us know what you think of the show. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. Suggest a show. Because as Chris would say, we always want to hear from you the listener it's true right i know so guys how was your week sure was a week (sighs) (laughs) what last week or this one (laughs) well i mean it was we we do record on the tuesdays so (laughs) it's a little bit of a little bit of both because it's already been a week oh i'm sorry to hear that the uh (laughs) So yesterday, I um, I was doing that Reaper re- rewatch that I was telling you about. Oh yeah, yeah. How's that going? And I finished, and then I remembered why I got so pissed off that the show got canceled. Because it was like a freaking the cliffhanger, right? Oh my god! What a cl- there were angels flying in the sky and bursts of holy light and whatnot, and then nothing. And what was the deal with his dad? His dad was dead or something, right? Yeah, okay, so his dad... Okay, his dad's deal with the devil was to never die. But he did get killed, and he became the undead, but then went to hell to figure out a way for Sam to get out of his deal with the devil. It was a very calm... And then at the end of the show, like his girl sold her soul, too, to get a second chance. I was like... That this this I, why there was so many unanswered questions, I was so lost and so upset. Yeah, but, I feel like that was a show that definitely could have uh, it really would have benefited from the modern era of like, all right, we'll give you one more to wrap it up. Yeah, absolutely. What one at least one more because at the end of the season, um, oh, who's the the guy? Uh, I want to dip my balls in it. Louis Camarino. Camarino. 
Ken Marino. He was a, a, a pretty regular on the show. Um, another, oh, damn it, it was Steve, but he was uh, one of the guys from uh, Kids in the Hall. Uh, like there was a, a bunch of outsiders that were real, like recognizable people that were really entertaining, and then nothing. It's just just went away. Wah wah. Boom boom. It's funny that you were saying like these things about going to hell and losing your soul and somebody named Sam. I've been telling Chris lately that anytime I watch anything with any sort of supernatural element to it, I am mm-hmm. applying the rules of the show Supernatural to it. <laughs> so like if they have a different like different rules about the afterlife or whatever it is, I'm like that's uh, not right. That's not that's not correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. No, I'm sorry. That's you don't not have how that. hell works. <laughs> yeah and like so with with the ending of that show i i i switched over to one or two episodes of of deadbeat which was the the next vehicle for for the the heavy set fella uh, tyler i think his name is tyler oh, Levine. god i forgot that show existed yeah and and it's okay that you did because it was as if they just took sock out of reaper and just moved him to another show about ghosts. That's right. His name was Sock. What 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 was the reason for that? Right? He had a. There was a his, specific reason they called his, him Sock. Because uh, uh, oh, his, it was his. It was a shortened version of his last name. Right. Right. Ben, okay. Ben something. Sokowski. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Ben Solo. Yes. <laughs> and it wraps around a Star Wars yet again. <laughs> Jesus, don't get him started. <laughs> I don't want to. I heard enough, especially after <laughs> SAG, and then let, uh, I'm sorry. I feel bad for you that you have to go through this, or that you're putting it's yourself. It's actually through. fine. He's pouring most of it into the pieces that he's writing for Geek Aid, which are excellent, and you should all read. That's cool. very true. Well, thank you. Plug. Yeah, I've very been trying well. to keep it to a minimum. Although I will be talking about Star Wars again today. Surprise! Ah, wait. Oh well. Wait. Why? What do you? Why well, are you watch? Are, are you? Are, is that is that your topic of choice for for? Well, what I you mean, been watching? I, I, yeah, I haven't been watching anything but Star Wars. <laughs> but so, Star Wars, <laughs> <laughs> the little known twelfth episode, which was a porn. Um, <laughs> but I thought you did you fit it? No, the last time I you were you were pseudo watching. I'm watching all of Star Wars canon, so it's all the movies and all the TV shows. Right, but so, you didn't have enough time to watch all of the shows. Bef- so and I you're doing this all before it comes. Them, yeah, the, yeah you're, it's before the next movie comes out. Yeah. Okay. And. I mean, I, you know, I guess if, I guess if we're just diving into. That, I didn't mean to derail yeah. no, anything, no, no, no. but I, yeah, I, it's it's fine. I'm curious. I'm actually curious because what ends up happening is I don't speak to you for a week, and. <laughs> You know, then I hear you dabble with with us today, and then with Dan tomorrow, and then I don't hear the. It's usually filled with minutia about the website, if not anything else. But you were running out of time. <laughs> yeah, so basically, I have to write a review for, uh, you know, like one uh, one for every weekday, plus one little bonus one, uh, in order to make it all before Rise of Skywalker, which is fine. I I'm. Because I didn't really need to actually rewatch all of Rebels because I just watched that right. like 
a month or two ago. So I kind of speed watched a bunch of rebels, like, you know, hit up a handful of scenes to remind myself of why I love them so much. Uh, and I wrote up my rebels review, which was the one that I was obviously like the prequel ones were important for me just because I, I find it extremely important to point out in no uncertain terms, how the prequels actually broke star Wars. Right. Because, you know, there was the very loud moronic, portion of the internet that said that you know disney ruined star wars last jedi they, they ruined it it's, it's over it's it's dead i hate this franchise everything's horrible now as, you know, as <laughs> i know that no no, no it was dead well before that <laughs> yeah no no matter what problems you have with the last jedi you if, if you're sitting there saying that oh no this is what ruined star wars then you're just forgetting you're just just forgetting what happened with the prequels because they legit break star wars but um the rebels was one that i was really really wanted to write because as i was re- you know leaving these reviews up a bunch of friends of mine and, and people whose opinions i respect a lot on on entertainment and whatnot were commenting on what i was reviewing and saying oh this is great i really agree with your points these are very interesting things that you're writing keep writing them and i and i kept bringing up well have you watched rebels and the answer is always no uh and these are people who i know get a lot of the same stuff out of star wars that i do okay. and the way I, I i i really want these people to find a way to get into that show and the way that I tried to sell it was I, I started the review by basically just writing a letter to anyone who hasn't watched this show because it's a goofy looking Disney XD cartoon. Um, and the way I put it was that this is the show that you wish was on TV when you were a kid. Okay. If you were ever a Star Wars fan and a child at the same time, this is the show you wanted to exist. Because it's not like Clone Wars where it's like, all right, well it's still set in the prequel verse and it's, you know, it feels like the star Wars prequels. It's, it's that world Mm -hmm. rebels is very much designed to feel like the star Wars that we grew up with the original trilogy. You know, the, the world is, is it's got that lived in dirty feel. Everything isn't all like hyper glossy and whatnot. And, you know, we watched an episode of this show and with Frank Oz as Yoda. And it was a, it was a nice little episode, but honestly, the, what makes the show so special is that it, it hits in the same way that Star Wars hits once it gets itself going. The problem is is that you just have to remind yourself how to be a kid when you watch it because it is, a, it is at the end of the day, a kid's show, but when it hits you with dramatic moments, they are every, every ounce as effective as um, what the movies did. Uh, and and a lot of that comes from the fact that they got a lot of the actors involved to do it again and including you know actors reprising their roles from clone wars and whatnot and i'm thinking very specifically of um probably my favorite sequence in uh rebels and spoiler alert for anybody listening to this who hasn't seen this before um you know one of the things that they did in, in rebels was they eventually concluded darth maul's story uh, because he, he's dead now. <laughs> they, they done killed him. But um, it, it wasn't dead then. Like they, Darth they Maul, sh- yeah, in Clone Wars years ago, they established that Darth Maul survived being cut in half. Because, yeah, um, you know, that happened. Because it's Star Wars, and somebody decided, <laughs> you know, killing this character was a really dumb idea because he's really cool. Why did you kill him and replace him with Count Dooku? Yeah. Um, 
And then they went ahead and make Count Dooku super interesting too, because Dave Filoni and his teams really know how really understand Star Wars. And that was kind of the other selling point. If you're enjoying the Mandalorian now, because the Mandalorian is because I've seen that a lot, like, oh, I don't need these stupid, dumb, new Disney Star Wars movies because they got Mandalorian right and said, so this is real Star Wars. All the rest of this is garbage, you and your stupid women using the force. <laughs> women voters, <laughs> welcome to planet Mars. <laughs> I'll be in my spaceship. Oh, the state. Um, but this is Dave Filoni. This is the, that's the DNA. The reason Mandalorian is so good is is the same reason rebels is so good. It's that same heart and soul. So if you like one, there's a good chance that if you can get past the childish veneer, you're going to like the other. Um, but, uh, there's this, uh, the season two finale is where they introduce, uh, essentially where they introduce Darth Maul, uh, who's just Maul now because he's not a Sith Lord anymore. Uh, and he decides that, Ezra, the main character, Space Aladdin, he's going to be his new apprentice. And he's all like, you're crazy. I'm not going to be a dark side apprentice. But he needs he needs Ezra's help to get this Sith holocron, which holocrons are like these Jedi and Sith things that contain a bunch of information that can only be opened using, using the Force. So Maul uses Ezra, and Ezra kind of goes along with it because the promise is that if you can open this Sith holocron, then you can get any answer to any question you want. Any one question. So Ezra wants to know how to stop the Sith. Because what's cool about season two of Star Wars Rebels is that Darth Vader shows up and nobody knows who he is. Because why would they? He's just this evil Sith Lord that showed up and is ridiculously powerful and killing folks. So he wants his question is, you know, where, how do we stop Darth Vader? And you eventually find out Maul's question is where's Obi-Wan Kenobi? Because, you know, he cut him in half. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So point. he's just, yeah. he's just obsessed with revenge and finding, you know, tracking down. Oh, he's convinced he's still alive and that he's got to find him somewhere. So, um, in Clone Wars, the most interesting character that gets introduced is Ahsoka Tano, who is, um, uh, Anakin's, uh, Padawan and all throughout the show, you see her grow up and uh, become a more powerful Jedi and all that stuff. But she eventually leaves the Jedi order because the Jedi order is kind of a bunch of dicks. And um, so she kind of leaves the order and goes solo. And one of the things that keeps happening during the show uh, and when she comes back in rebels is that you see that she kind of, she's starting to suspect that Anakin is Vader, but she like can't believe it. But she wasn't there, you know, she left the Jedi Order and then just disappeared. So she was nowhere around when Anakin fell to the dark side and all that stuff. So they're all fighting. Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. (laughs) So with with this Rebels finale, um, you know, Maul essentially gets, uh, he gets the wrong half of the answer. Like they get something screwed up. So um, Ezra finds out where Obi-Wan is. And Maul finds out how to stop the Sith Lords, and he doesn't give a crap. So he, 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 he <laughs> so the he, letters got crossed in the mail, is what like. <laughs> something like that. And um, there's this whole big battle, and bad things happen to the the, the characters involved. Uh, and as soon as like after Maul runs away, uh, Ezra is like getting ready to get out of town, and there's Darth Vader like on a ship, and he confronts Ezra. He's just like, "How did you open this thing?" 
And and then like as Ezra kind of gives him a smart ass remark, and Vader's like, "Never mind, I don't care." <laughs> and so he he essentially like has this quick one handed lightsaber fight with Ezra. But like right before he goes into it, Ezra just stands up and is like, "I'm not afraid of you." And Vader doesn't miss a beat and just looks at him and says, "Then you will die braver than most." And <laughs> wow. <laughs> And it's that James right Earl Jones, gangster, right? And it's James Earl Jones delivering the line, and that, and like that, right there is what I mean by this. This has the spirit of Star Wars in it, and of course, what happens after that is because Ezra is no match for Darth Vader, and the show doesn't even try to pretend he is. Ahsoka shows up, and you finally get the showdown between her and Vader, and the fight just goes in this ridiculous ridiculous manner that winds up with her getting a shot in on Vader's helmet. And so the voice modulation that makes him sound like James Earl Jones kind of cuts out. And the voice actor who played Anakin in clone wars has a very brief back and forth with her. And it's like, it's gutting, man. It is Real? super heartbreaking. Wow. It's, and, that, it, and this is, and I'm sorry. Cause I got slightly confused. This is the more childlike cartoon. Well, I mean, it's, or- it it is a cartoon, you know. It's yes, but you, you're you're saying that there's one that is okay because <laughs> I don't I haven't watched either one of these. You're saying there's one that's a kids show that has beats of emotion that are what we wanted it to be, and then everything that you have just described sounds like an adult drama that's been drawn, right? But it's <sighs> it's the same show because there's also like you know goofy stuff that happens in most of the rest of the seasons there's one-offs there's a big purple fuzzy guy who's the main part of the crew like there's okay. it is effectively a kids show uh, but just like avatar the uh the last airbender when it's not it, it it knows how to deliver the feels and all that light stuff is the reason it works because you sit through these episodes where you're like, yeah, I've seen this before and this is cute. This is fun. But you sit through those episodes and it creates this feeling of uh, safety and character development. You are getting to know these characters through all of these events so Mm -hmm. that when the, when the big shit happens, it comes with the level of gravity that, you know, a movie would set up in much less time because it's not as, child oriented you know what i mean gotcha so that the, the heavier parts hit harder because of the, the the lighter aspects of the show that that that's a hard balance to keep in a show it is and uh, this show does it extraordinarily well um so that was i mean that's really i just want if i can convince like three or four more people to give this show a shot and like really you do have to stick through especially season one where it is shot like a Disney XD cartoon, not a bad one, not super childish. It's not like Jar Jar Binks <laughs> is prancing around on the screen, but it's, it's not baby it's, shark. No, it's not baby shark, but it's a, it is something, but it is, if you are a fan of star Wars, like the story and the characters, I, I can't recommend it enough. And especially because, you know, if if there was a show like this when we were kids, it would have been, you know, generic white dude is the main character and that's the end of it. But the crew on this show is, like I said, the big the big purple fuzzy dude. But then there's a female Mandalorian. The ship's captain is a woman named Hera. She's a Twi'lek. Then you've got your white guy who was the, the, the Jedi beforehand. He used to be a Jedi. And then Ezra is a little brown kid. You know, it's, mm. it is very diverse. And 
there is there is like there's no point where you're looking at it and be like well you know Ezra's the main character and he's the badass and he's the boy it's like well the Mandalorian girl is just as important and gets a ton of story plot points on, on her own you know they they treat all the characters equally and it is very inclusive and it's kind of wonderful so literally anybody if you were a star wars fan and you can still get into something like this i promise it has something to offer you that's it's just great. outstanding that's great i wish i was more of a st- see i don't have I, like my fandom was so widespread like comic books like like that was my thing when i was when i was growing up that I never got into Star Wars or or Star Trek or like I understand their importance or, or or what they mean to people and I'm not taking that away from anybody, but it just never hit the same way for me. Like to this day, I, I think I may have seen all the Star Wars movies, but I'm not a hundred percent on them. I know I shut one of them off recently. <laughs> like it was like I this is boring. Like and for to hear your fandom come out like that is is like reassuring that there's still that sort of content out there that they're still uh, making yeah, that I sort mean, of stuff and, and because that's not still for going nothing, right I, that's the one that I, that's no no rebels is over so resistance is the one that's still going yeah okay. yeah more or less it's it's uh, from what i've come to understand resistance is ending that's the other show that i've been watching because that one i've never seen before and i'm probably not going to get through all of it um resistance is way more childish okay uh not bad like quality wise it's there but rebels you know hits you more like a young adult kind of a thing gotcha. star wars resistance is for kids mm-hmm. um, okay. are they, and are they still both disney xd yeah. kind of okay yeah yeah uh, resistance i believe is on disney xd yeah i've been watching it on disney plus and plex and however i can just kind of in the background i'm skipping through most of them because they're they like this show is very much for kids and mm-hmm. but it's it's neat it's got bb8 in it <laughs> that's so the little that, ball dude i know that one <laughs> yeah so that's kind of cool and it's it what else is kind of interesting about it is it doesn't involve the force like at all it's very much just about pilots and stuff so oh, okay so it's a different, but it's not an av- yeah, a different it, avenue it is a different avenue and they've gotten some voice talent from the movies uh, and they got the uh the, the oscar isaacs was poe in the first episode and gwendolyn christie just showed up as captain phasma so that's kind of neat but nice. um yeah, that's that's the bulk of what I've been been watching. Obviously, we've been keeping up on the Mandalorian, uh, which I'll be writing about at some it. point. I still haven't. I'm so upset with myself that Angela and I I haven't made time for it yet. Well, you know, it's not even soon. done airing yet, so you know you'll blow through it once 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 there's time. I'm sure. NBD. Uh, the only other thing I have to talk about with with TV is something that's coming up, and I think it's on the twelfth. Jesus, is it that soon? Uh, the Game Awards. The are Game coming up. Awards. That's 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 going to be coming out the day that this releases. So what? 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 So Game the awards? Game Awards. That is um, video games. Uh, like this dude Jeff Keighley has tried to make uh, like a televised award ceremony official award ceremony like the video game equivalent of the oscars Why does that or something name sound like that familiar to me because you worked at gamestop is and it jeff Keeley probably was on any number of those gamestop tv things talking in the background okay he's he's been a personality in video games for a long time um so the game awards are airing on the 12th and 
uh, you know, it's Are a you going to be live tweeting, Chris? <laughs> no, I've never I've never made it through an entire broadcast of this thing uh, because I don't think it's a very like I dig award shows not as much as Karen, but <laughs> no one does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like but that would be a, you would be the okay if you can't make it through it. I can't think of you. You are you are heavily into video games. Uh, yeah, and you are sort it, of into award shows. <laughs> I am. The problem is, is that it is, it has traditionally been very geared toward the video game crowd that's not me and people who aren't gamers. Like, it consistently tries to legitimize itself with, like, whatever pop stars are popular at the time doing a musical performance. And that's neat. But, uh, you know, the presenters are usually just celebrities who don't know much about what they're presenting may have voiced um, something in somewhere somehow uh, yeah maybe some somewhere at some point or at some point said hey i've played a video game pac-man's great uh <laughs> I, I don't know the other i love that pitfall guy <laughs> the other trouble with the game awards has consistently been that like i don't know they're the way that they give out the awards, the, the games that they give awards to and the categories that they come up with don't, it doesn't feel as, I guess, professional is the right word or as thorough. Like, all right, so this year, this game called Death Stranding came out. And that's Death the one Str- with Norman, right? That's the one with Norman Reedus, yeah. See? It's uh, Norman Reedus and Mad, Mads Mikkelsen and... A, a handful of other um, yeah it, it, the game is ridiculous I haven't played it but the reviews for the game have been very very mixed at best um, okay. now this game was directed by a man named Hideo Kojima who directed the Metal Gear Solid series of games of which Jeff Keighley is a tremendous fan he is a huge fan of Kojima's work so much so that he has a personal relationship with the dude and actually appears as a non-playable character in the game. Okay. So the game awards, they start, they announce all the, uh, the nominees for the different categories and a couple of games that are relatively widespread. Uh, oh, this is the game of the year, particularly a game called fire emblem three houses that was a front runner in a lot of cases for a lot of people's game of the year. That, doesn't that a, get any is that a Pokemon game? No, it's just no? a it's just a Switch Japanese RPG oh. game. It's got okay. a huge following. Almost gets almost no nominee nominations. Hmm. But Death Stranding, which got very middle of the road. Some people really liked it. A lot of people really hated it. Most people thought it was just kind of an average game about putting ladders in places. <laughs> it's a very divisive game, but it is nominated for like everything possible. And I have no doubt in my mind that that game is going to take Game of the Year because at some point, Jeff Keighley was just like, I don't know, a couple of years ago when Death Stranding was being made, like whenever that game comes out, it's Game of the Year, I promise you. And that's just, it feels kind of weird to me. There's just a lot of categories. For example, there's um the, the family games category that uh-huh. seems to exist solely to give Nintendo awards because there's <laughs> nothing else in it. And Best game a, featuring a goose. But like that wasn't that wasn't you know in the family game section. But like Ring Fit Adventure is in there. Like that's not a multiplayer family game. It's an exercise program. What the? Heck? 
there's a lot of weird stuff like that in it. So I don't know. This thing's happening. What what seems to be what it's known for in in recent years is that it's like a place for companies to drop new game trailers. So so okay. So but who is like the. I, I can't think. I, like I don't know who does. There's there are are boards or, or or groups of people that vote on the movies and and <clears throat> television awards. Mm-hmm. Like where what who what body runs this? That I'm not a hundred percent sure okay. of. There is a there is a well respected games awards thing that's been they've been giving those out for years from the Academy of uh, Interactive Arts and Sciences, but that's not televised or made into some sort of you know hot program with guests and presenters and stuff it's just a pretty scientific approach to awarding you know game designers and games i mean because you'll see game of the year posted on like every third video game because someone somewhere reviewed it that yeah some some outlet but the one that usually holds the most prestige at least from my perspective is the the uh, the what is it? AIAS Inter- Academy of Interactive Arts and Sciences. AIAS. Yeah, okay. those awards are the ones that kind of tend to mean the most, as much as awards can. Um, but I don't know who is behind this. I I think there's even like a a, a you know you vote on the games. Like mm. I don't know how much that plays into who actually gets awards or what. But that's a thing that's happening. It's uh, it's gonna be on. But- what is it going to be on? I wonder. Any I know it's going to be airing on Twitch, but because it, it was all, it was like this was a Spike TV thing. Oh, okay. But that's not a thing anymore. So, well, who's going to be airing this? I wonder. It's going to be on Pluto. Nope, G Four is dead. <laughs> wow. I see. It's like I know. Be on I Pluto. just uh, was you know just letting you know i'm still awake (laughs) i'm paying attention and and i appreciate that sorry i've been droning on about star wars and video games for so long but it's Um, you chris i know who i married yes you're dead so that's that's essentially my my life as far as my life in front of a screen is watching all the star wars i can and honestly i don't see myself finishing resistance at least not in any meaningful way probably be a nice short review uh but other than that, it's, it's just movies left. And I'm on Empire now. I, uh, my Oof. Star Wars A New Hope review goes up tomorrow. And I got to... How do you review The Empire Strikes Back? I'm sure if anybody can do it, it'll be you, sir. <laughs> I mean, I thought I was going to have a hard time with the, the you know, A New Hope one. Because, like, I, I wrote in the beginning of the review, it's like reviewing pizza. Like, the concept of pizza. Like, okay. Yeah. I, I could review different things about pizza, but, like... How do I review the very concept of pizza? And like that's kind of what the original Star Wars is. And Empire is just like I'm just gonna write. Well, this was great, and this is all great, and this is great, and I like snow. Let's uh, let's move Ice on cream. to Jedi. Yum, <laughs> yum. I don't know. We'll figure it out if anybody can. You know, come in with a plan to write a sentence and leave with a novel. It's me. It's true. <laughs> Karen, my love. <laughs> he speaks like he writes. <laughs> or he writes like he speaks, one or the other. What have I, you got going on? Not Star Wars. <laughs> I will be jumping, tagging in to the last two movies, mostly because my brain is so broken I don't remember jack shit. <laughs> so I need uh, but to, uh... Oddly, with those movies, you think... Like, I saw the first... The prequels... 
And then I it went a long time. Like, I don't remember seeing these. I don't remember anything about it. And as soon as you start getting into it, like, oh, yeah, all of this comes flooding back. And I remembered why my brain forgot this stuff. <laughs> yeah, you don't ever have to watch that content ever no, thanks. again. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, as I mentioned, I've been watching so much Supernatural that I'm applying its laws to any other show. Right. That has anything re- remotely to do with magic or the afterlife or anything like that. Um, Where you so, at? <laughs> well, I just finished season eight. Ooh, okay. Uh, yeah. Um, Midway. What the hell was going on? Um, something bad happened. To, oh, they had to do the trials so they could close the gates of hell forever. And Sam did the trials. Okay. He, he stopped short of doing the third trial because it was going to kill him. Uh, All right. And then Castiel was doing the trials to uh, it was something about heaven and, and Metatron <laughs> tricked him into doing uh, these trials and um, it, he was actually, Metatron was trying to throw all the angels out of heaven because they were dicks to him. And uh, that's Booger, right? Yes. Okay. So, uh, Curtis Armstrong. <laughs> I actually know that guy's name. Uh, so, this the season ends with, like, Sam has collapsed on the ground. He's not doing great. Uh, Dean doesn't know what to do to help him. And then all the angels start falling out of the sky. And, like, they're on fire. And that's the end of the season. <laughs> See, that's <laughs> like, one thing you got to give Supernatural. They do a hell of a season finale. Yeah, and like the Every thing is, season. usually at the end of a season, whatever it is that they've been working toward the whole season, which, I, I mean, their formula cracks me up because they do like, they set up whatever the season long arc is going to be at the beginning, and then like, they keep having to slow the boys down, like there's a reason that they can't like do the next step to beat whatever the big bad is, because they need a special ingredient, or they need somebody yeah. who's like in hell and they got to get him back or whatever. Um, so, but usually they work towards that goal. And then at the end, the season finale, they achieve that goal and then something bad happens. Right. And then it's the end of the season. This season, they didn't do the thing that they were trying to get done all season. <laughs> like they decided not to do it. Cause it was like, it was going to be bad. So they, the whole season was for nothing, and then it was really bad anyway. <laughs> uh, God, I love this show so much. Watching, like, <laughs> while, while I was watching this, the, the episode I chose, it reminded me how much I've forgotten about this show. <laughs> yeah, there's a like, lot to forget, man. It, it, 15 seasons... And like we watched a season three, and I was like, I have, I have no idea. He's supposed to die in this season. I don't know why. What does it matter? It's still the boys. And the thing is, I, you know, I'm doing the rewatch, rewatch, so it's more fresh for me. And I still, I'm five seasons past this point of season three where we watched the Christmas episode. I no longer remember what it was that was going to kill Dean. I remember he was going to die at the end of the season. But isn't he going to die every season? I feel like that's a. Oh, he made a deal. He made a demon deal to save Sam. That's what it was. Uh, And the demon only gave him one year instead of 10. Um, What a dick. Yeah. Yeah, um, Well, it's the Winchesters. Demons are going to try and screw him over any way they can. Um, So I actually stopped. I was like, I am, I'm, I'm in between seasons here. I'm going to take a break because there's a lot of Christmas type stuff that I like to try to watch 
um, during December. Mm -hmm. Christmas episodes of various shows that I like. So I started that and uh, I watched all the off, almost all the Office Christmas episodes. Oh, Um, nice. Okay. Yeah. And I, I mean, I do that. I usually try to, that's one that I usually try to hit. I think there I'm going to start limiting myself to just the ones that I like because <laughs> there are some bad ones and it's not even like, you know, after Michael left the show got kind of worse. Mm-hmm. There are some ones before he left that are just not great. There the there's like the Christmas party with the Secret Santa game is fantastic. And the Benny Hanna Christmas, I also love very much. Maybe more than the Secret Santa. It's debatable. <laughs> There's the Moroccan Christmas one, which you don't remember at, like just by saying that, but it's the one where they decide to have an intervention for Meredith. It's so uncomfortable. Oh, I do remember that. It's just so hard to watch. Nobody knows what they're doing. Everything is like inappropriate and not in a funny way. Oh. It's just it's just cringeworthy. Wow. And then they go to uh, the classy Christmas is the one where Holly comes back. And but and Michael thinks they're going to get back together. But then it turns out she's still with her boyfriend. And that's all manner of just yucky. And, and the same one um, is the one where Dwight and Jim end up in a snowball like fight like. No. Right. Jim mentions that it's like snowing and it's really just flurrying and Dwight makes fun of him for being like a girl who like, oh, you're delighted by a little snowfall. So Jim goes out and gets a snowball and throws it at Dwight in the office. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> Dwight decides to retaliate by like constantly surprise attacking him with snowballs. <laughs> oh, but Dwight. It, it, it just turns so fast from pranks to like just just terrorizing mean. him <laughs> just mean it's just mean it's not funny it's like i i just i don't like it i don't know why i'm watching it i think the only late uh late season office christmas episode i might still stick with past that oh god there's the one with the um where james spader has taken over the company oh and he's yeah. like and he gets aaron drunk and he's hitting on her and that one's also gross Ugh, it's all not good. There are a lot of gross um, episodes of that show. And then the the last one that they did was the one where Dwight comes in as as Belschnickel, the German Santa Claus, and that one ratchets back to like funny. Uh, but uh, like, uh, it's the the pendulum swing. Yeah, if you're if you're feeling like this is what you want to do with your holiday time, I, I recommend those couple, and then you know just leave it <laughs> don't don't feel like you need to be a completist about it because it's it's not they're not all great i see a lot of folks talk about like constantly or at least memes about constantly re-watching the office on netflix and i'm like i can't do that anymore i tried doing that a little while ago and it just, that show just has not aged well for me it really hasn't and i feel like the people who do like it and want to rewatch the whole thing over and over again, I used to be like that. And then at a certain point, I don't know, I just started to realize how gross some of the behavior on it is. And then it, it, it just got tainted. But I think the, those people who like to rewatch it constantly, just it hasn't dawned on them 
or something. Hmm. Like they're so focused on what they love about it that they don't, you know, see the flaws. Well, that's Which just like I think anything. We, I think, yeah, I think we all have uh, our loves for rose colored dresses like that. Yeah. Hey, man, I defended the prequels for years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also did dip back and watch uh, the Friends Christmas episodes because I had a memory of like, yeah, Friends did a bunch of Christmas episodes. I mean, they did do a Christmas, an episode set at Christmas almost every year, but almost none of them were really about Christmas. So yeah, there was there was the Hanukkah armadillo one. I remember that one. The holiday armadillo. Oh, holiday armadillo. Yeah, I remember (laughs) that one. (laughs) I watched them all in one day, and so there was like, you know, the whole bunch of them, and then late in the late in the run. They had one that was a clip show of previous Christmases. And so for me, watching them all in one day was like, I just watched this like two hours ago. I'm not going to watch this again. <laughs> oh, so nice. that's that's my uh, that's when I've, where I've been at with the screens. I had so. actually you just reminded me of, you know, uh, uh, there was a news story that came out that I was going to talk about that I totally forgot to because I was distracted by Star Wars. Go what figure. Well, I mean, uh, the other thing that I watched, I just watched it today. Um, my, uh, our usual childcare was not available today. So I stayed home with my daughter and, uh, after I picked my son up from school, yeah, it was a rainy day. It's cold. Uh, and they had just recently seen the popcorn popper underneath <laughs> where we, where we keep it. And, uh, John was pretty interested in that thing. Uh, so I thought it would be really cool if we sat and watched a, a Christmas movie. And what we wound up watching together was um, uh, Muppet Family Christmas, which is, you know, I brought that up on the show a yes, while back. It's <laughs> like my favorite Christmas thing ever. Uh, and it, it was it ties into the new story that um, I don't do not know how to pronounce his last name. Spinney. Carol Spinney. Carol Spinney. Um, the, the Big Bird. Mm-hmm. As, uh, Big Bird passed, um, which is. Super sad. Um, it is. He wasn't that old, right? It was eighty something, I think. Um, I should have I, 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 eighty-five. Eighty-five. That's I was kind of surprised at how how like that bit of news actually popped up at work for me. Like a number of people had seen that, and it was like, oh, that's that's you know that that hit a lot of people, mm-hmm. and it is a shame. We were talking about him not too long ago. Because he was doing some sort of documentary or or something. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That they it were, just seemed they, to come out of nowhere. Um, which you know, I guess it, it it happens. You know, it's not it like it's the plot of a TV show. It's just it's just a, a major major bummer. It's a shame. Yeah, but uh, Muppet Family Christmas still magical. It never will not be. That it's a valid point. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> it made me happy to watch that with the kids. Cause and how did was, the kids uh, feel? Uh, you know what? John got it a lot more this year than Good. he has in previous years. Uh, he he didn't understand the barometers falling sharply joke because uh, he didn't know what barometers were. But after I explained it to him, he thought it was pretty funny. There you go. See, jokes are funnier <laughs> when, when you, you explain, explain them. them. I've always it's a believed six-year-olds for sure. <laughs> oh, definitely, because then they can explain it over and over again. I had that. I had a similar sort of experience watching Elf with them over the weekend. Like, <laughs> buddy, did you understand what just happened there? Did you get what he's talking about? Like, and you know, there were there were definitely things I had to explain to him, but he did appreciate them once I explained them. 
so, so that it's funny that you say that. My mother every year watches um, the movie where the guy vanishes, and you see how it's a Wonderful Life. There you go. Okay, and that's her that's her Christmas holiday season movie. She will watch that over and over again, and cry through most of it. Um, and I'm, I, I and it's like it's 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 sometimes it's a little rough like i don't understand why you put yourself through that but there was a a a mini conversation that my me my brother and and my mother had and um she says that she's watching you know that movie my brother comments that he's watching love actually that's his christmas movie and then i write i'm watching elf and then my mother proceeds to state well the movie I'm watching is emphasizes life's in your life's impact and it never existed and others don't realize your contributions to someone else's life and that's awesome. And my brother my brother says my movie emphasizes that Liam Neeson is still the best mentor possible. And <laughs> like it's so true. And my my movie emphasizes that what you can get done with the youthful wonder of keeping joy in your heart. I, no, it's not. It's about a goofy dude who thinks he's an elf. But I spun it to make it so that my mother will enjoy it. <laughs> uh, yeah, our daughter latched onto uh, she. You know, she laughed at like more of the slapsticky stuff, and she definitely latched onto uh, the bit in the department store where the lady offers him fruit spray, and he like tries to eat it, and then it's disgusting. Oh, yeah. Which is adorable the first time, and. <laughs> Less so every subsequent time. Every time up to after the that. where are we at four million and seventy three times she's done it. Oh, God at bless least. children. Yeah. So, with with my finishing of Reaper just in time, I, I was getting prepared to start my watching of the beginning of Crisis. Yes, I was excited to hear about this. And I got all ready, and I started the episode of S- Supergirl, because was, that was the one I was told was the first one, and I watched the whole episode, and it was the one of those, nothing happened until the end, and it was a scene from The Flash. Son and then the same fish. thing happened in Batgirl, or Batwoman. And I'm like, shit, I'm an episode off. So I proceeded to watch two episodes that were, were, were not part of Crisis, in preparation like i was so excited and i i let myself i have not watched any of it yet no people are sending me screenshots of of smallville characters and (laughs) i'm like stop it (laughs) i want to see that for myself i want that joy that is a spoiler that i will take heart and, and pain from so my plan is tomorrow i have off from work and i'm going to catch up as quickly as I possibly can because I have them all now because I started to watch one and everybody was having like a drink saying, you know, he gave his life in the way he lived. And I'm like, oh, shit, when did he die? What did I miss? I missed something. I thought this was part one. And it wasn't. It was I missed. I was off. There's so many shows. But I will be catching up and I will next week have a full report of everything that this amazing crossover event will have for you exciting lots of exciting things to come 
Yeah, I mean, we're going to watch it at some point, probably, right? Yeah, I think probably maybe we'll wait until they've all aired. Yeah, that seems like a... Make our lives a little bit easier. Seems like an us thing to do. I mean, what, Miss Maisel came back and we haven't... Haven't touched it. Yeah, we were gonna the other night, but we're both so freaking exhausted and sick and hurting, so... Yeah, that's that's another (laughs) thing that's been going around. Like, I was sick for like four days straight, and then the other day I sliced the crap out of my hand. I have four stitches in my finger. Like Yikes, dude. Yeah. Teaches me for working too hard. I, I now I, on my index finger it's like bandaged up so I have to just point at things. Aww. So it is what it is. But I, I wanted to make comment before we, we head off to break or Karen if you had any news story that you wanted to touch on. Um there was an odd po- like something came across my I don't want to say news feed, but it's this feed that I have on my phone that shows me like articles and not necessarily always current. It's like, hey, this may interest you. Um, And it was one about the stock market now second guessing Netflix. How they made this comment that, you know, someone somewhere said, you know what, Netflix really has to think about dropping to or having the availability of a lower tier program that includes ads to compete with the other services and with that news that bit of information coming out their stock dropped like three or four points which is ridiculous they're like there's there's these people are saying that they're set to lose over four million subscribers next year because of all the available services now like these people are like straight up guessing at it and it's like i don't i i have disney i i have had hulu i've had all of those things i'm not turning away from netflix yet yeah i mean they've still got a ton of great stuff uh, you know well that's the thing that this a lot of the stock market is based on what's you know some insider or some person of of some sort of influence coughs up some sort of opinion, then the the stock market will completely just bounce all over the place. This happens to Nintendo all the time. They'll release a you know a handful of trailers and be like, "Hey, here's some awesome games that are coming out," and the entire gaming community will be just like, "Yes, this is going to be awesome." And then the next day, you find out that one shareholder said, "Like, okay, well this." this game that you're releasing should be on mobile phones and it should be chock full of microtransactions to make us a lot more money. And then their stock will drop like six points in like a day because that, See, that's, and that's the thing. Like, and, it's, and I, that was the same tip that this person gave out that the, the lower tier or the, 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 the cheaper tier should be like six to seven minutes of advertisements per hour. Like that's yeah, not how that's, Netflix that's, content is set up. It's not, and that it was. It's very much a part of what makes Netflix Netflix. Like that was one of their things, you know. Like no commercials. It's just this is our service, and and this is this is how we roll. But there will always be members of boards that want all of the money, not just most of the money. They want all of the money. Like making more money than last year isn't good enough. You need to make billions more every year. It needs to be like unreasonable 
comedic amounts of money. And if you're not doing things that are going to get every last cent out of every other person on the planet, then you're not doing good enough and you're doomed to fail, mm. which is one of the many reasons I hate the stock market. Yeah, it, it was just it was just off putting because the the model that they are presenting is the the opposite of the Netflix model. And that person, whomever it may be, had a loud enough voice, if you will, to to mm. hurt those that are shareholders in the company, which may be granted very wealthy individuals. And it could be, you know, Bobby and Susie, who just got a couple of shares in Netflix 15 years ago when it when they were still shipping out DVDs, you know, like it's it, I, I don't I don't. I don't think that they're going to have that big of, if they keep putting out the good content that they're doing like I don't it, they're still making billions of dollars a year. Yeah, they're a very big name, but the problem is is that there are now other big names too. And you know, we there is going to be a, a certain amount of like, well, how how well are they going to stand when they lose friends? Because that is apparently a sizable percentage of why people have Netflix apparently. See, but but th- another I, thing that I okay. noticed with like the other services, the other services are also involved in the movies and making movies. And when Disney comes out with their brand new movie, okay, and it goes mm-hmm. into theaters, there will now always be the mindset, oh, I'll just wait till that comes out on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Okay, that 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 Netflix doesn't have that. No, yeah, their movies don't come out in theaters for the most part, and like they—they—that's you know they're—they're—they're they're, they're stealing from Peter to pay Paul kind of thing. Those damn Beatles, but <laughs> I say that all the time at work. I just—I don't know. I it, there's going to be a shakeup of some sort, but I don't feel that Netflix is going to be the one going. No, I don't think they're going to go anywhere. I think that, I mean, you never know because they're in this position now where there are a lot of very rich people involved in that company. And if they don't make all the money, then you could start seeing some very serious, disgusting changes because they're not making all the money because all the money is the only option. Mm. I mean, you see this all the I mean, just look at Toys R Us, you know, here's yeah. Toys R Us. We could do, we could do a few things great, but no, we're not making all the money. And if we're not making all the money and paying all the people at the top all of the money, then everything underneath us is going to suffer because that's just not good enough. And I hope that because Netflix seems to be a fairly secretive company, I hope that that's not the case with them. And I hope that they can just stick to their guns and be like, okay, well, maybe we're not the number one distributor of all media on the planet, you know, but we can coexist with Disney Plus and I mean, I, I see no reason why they can't. Uh, mm. Fingers crossed that it turns out okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Gan, did you did you see anything in the news that you wanted to talk about? I just I don't want to take a ton of time. I'll just run down our uh, upcoming things that we're all uh, various levels of excited about that came out this week. Ooh, go. Uh, Lock and Key yes. is coming to Netflix February seventh. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know you boys were excited about that. Definitely. Uh, Nerdist tells us that uh, the Reno 911 reboot that was re- uh, rumored is coming to Kibi, 
which we mentioned for some <laughs> reason recently, something else. Yeah, because um, we were confused on what that was. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, according to the official description, oh, no, that's the, the description of the original show. So uh, these will be considerably shorter episodes. Uh, Kibi is launching in April. Uh, it will be only be short form content and a mobile only viewing experience. So, yeah. so I guess there will be short episodes of Reno 911 on Kibi if you care to check that out. Uh, Doctor Who's going to have some cool characters. We'll probably talk about that when we get there. Uh, January brings us Chilling Adventures of Sabrina Part 3. Oh. January 24th on Netflix. Um, psyched about that. Uh, but the thing that I saw in the news that may be the most psyched is that uh, Pulitzer Prize winning novel from 2000, The Amazing Adventures of Cavalier and Clay. Evan, have you ever heard of this book? No. No. It is a story of these two guys who are uh, Jewish immigrants to New York in uh, pre- World War II times, uh, they come to New York and they're trying to make their own way in the world and they want to be comic book artists. And they invent a super popular character and, you know, they end up getting exploited and don't get a lot of credit for, you know, from their publisher or whatever. It's a really great story. Um, Sounds like Siegel Siegel and Schuster, right? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know... A a tribute story. to or or based on or an homage to um but it is such an amazing book i've reread it a bunch of times it's by michael chabon who is uh uh has done a lot of great books um so it's coming to showtime Ooh. they uh they variety reported that they were going to bring it to showtime and uh there's a husband-wife creative team. Uh, nice. Where, where's the name? Uh, oh, producer and his wife, uh, Aylet Waldman, secured a deal for this series. The show will be produced by Paramount TV, blah, blah, blah. I'm just, and it will be a limited series, uh, which is, as the article says, makes sense because it's based on one novel. Yeah. Um, it's such a brilliant story. I'm really excited that this show is going to happen. I don't have Showtime, so that's a thing. Um, but yeah, good TV coming in 2020. Nice. Um, early and later on and beyond that. So that's all I have to say about that. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Karen. You're welcome. All right. Let's, uh, let's take a quick break. Um, and when we get back, we're going to talk about our feature topic, if you will. Uh, supernatural. So, uh, stay tuned. Are you enjoying the podcast you're listening to right now? Of course you are. But did you know that it's just one part of an entire network of geek-related goodness? Geekade.com is your one-stop shop for fresh original content no matter what your geek is. Each week you'll find articles and podcasts about comic books, horror movies, X-Men, music, video games, music in video games, Transformers, anime, TV shows, tabletop gaming, wrestling, beer, and more. And hey, if you want to help us create even more original content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's available at patreon.com slash geekade. What's your geek? 
Hey guys, Vestlord Dean DeFalco here to tell you that we have a Twitch. Uh, yeah, Geekade has a Twitch, and we are streaming at least once a week. Uh, every Thursday, we are on from 6 to 11. That's five solid hours of me failing at whatever game is uh, going on that week. You want to see me cry? Twitch.tv slash Geekade. You want to see me achieve a massive victory? Twitch.tv slash Geekade. You want to see me eat food? Mukbang right there. Twitch.tv slash Geekade. Guys, check it out. It's a lot of fun. We got emoticons. uh, We got sub badges. We got all sorts of stuff going on over there. And if you just want to pop in, say hi, give us a follow. You know, we really do appreciate it. Trying to uh, spread the love, trying to spread Vestlore Global to a house near you, maybe even your house. So guys, pop in, say hello, and we'll catch you next time on twitch.tv slash geekade. See you then, guys. Stay Vestly, keep playing games. Geekade is looking for some partners. If you have something you'd like to advertise on any of our podcasts, our powerful overlords are ready to talk to you. Send your proposal to mail at geekade.com with the words podcast ads in the subject line, and our diligent army of trained ants will put you in touch with the head of our advertising department. With a weekly audience that reaches well into the dozens, Geekade is the perfect place to get your ads into the ears of the right people. Once again, that's mail at geekade.com. Send your ad in today. And we're back. Thank you so much for checking out the commercials. Let's talk some Supernatural. Um, I This is a rando pick for me for Christmas. I felt seeing as we were watching in my home Supernatural, and I remember, Karen, you had mentioned that you were doing a rewatch. I figured, let's check in on the boys when they were babies. <laughs> Holy crap, are they young? Yeah. I... It, it. I liked this episode quite a bit. It was, you got to see them in the past as children. Um, I think the Sam kid is way better than the Dean kid. <laughs> hey, I said the same thing. I don't know yeah. what it was. I feel like they got a different Dean kid eventually. I sure hope so because that kid was not just awful, but he was awful at being Dean. Okay, I will agree with that. But the kid playing Sam was really good at being Sam. Very much so. Yeah. Thumbs up on him. So, so the point of this pile on more of that kid. But no, thank you to that other guy. No, I hate to be the guy that sits there and tears apart a kid's uh, acting talent. But a child actor. (laughs) There comes a time when you gotta look at things and say, you know what? Perhaps uh, maybe this isn't for you. Maybe you shouldn't be playing a young Dean Winchester. But I I couldn't when I picked this I couldn't remember what what I what was the gist of the episode. But I figured they were going to do something about the paganness of the holiday and whatnot, and I was right. It it's a it's a great one-off kind of episode that they used to have more of back in the day. That this wasn't the arc like they they barely they didn't even touch on the arc nope um uh, other than to like to talk about being dying dying at the end of the year i hate you for making me watch this because of the fingernail thing i almost so, threw up 
That's some good. That's some good torture right there. Yeah, I am I not. I am a relatively squeamish person, and I do a good job of avoiding unnecessarily gross things. I'm I'm uncomfortable now even thinking about it. But I brought it back. I brought that file back up in my head just so that I could tell you how much I hate you for making me see that. Okay, so I don't recall them being that gruesome. Like, it, in my recollection of this show, it was more in line of what happened with the tooth pulling. Like, it goes to happen, but then something prevents it from happening. Like, it, I don't ever remember it being that graphic. Well, guess what, buddy? I it was. was. <laughs> it was, and it grossed me the hell out, and I blame you. It's okay. I, I will take the heat, because it was a good episode. Those two lovely people that were pagan gods in some way, shape, or form. I don't even remember. What were they doing? <laughs> They yeah, were, they were pagan <laughs> gods, right? That was what we yeah, going. Yeah, they on. were. Yeah, it was they, a good time. I, I, I dug it. I, like I said, I, I haven't seen very many episodes of this show, but the ones I have seen, I enjoy. It was. Uh, it's actually as we record this today on December 9th, It was like sixty five degrees. Also, coincidentally, the day of my work holiday ugly sweater contest. So Ugh. everybody was, but. I made comment to a friend of mine who is a fellow uh, Supernatural fan about how this episode and maybe somebody had made a human sacrifice to these gods to make it be so warm today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's like this is okay. This is what I remember, uh, like the good stuff I remember about the previous, ep- the early episodes of this show. Um, you get about the the relationship between the brothers when they were young how how um dean so looked up to their father like that whole family dynamic and then this like one-off this monster of the week was fun ish like they were caricatures of like norman rockwellian type of family members like the mom and, and the dad and like it just went sideways fast especially when all of a sudden they wake up and they're tied to chairs and you know, the scene that Chris mentioned. So mm-hmm. I apologize. You damn well better. <laughs> How very dare you? Uh, this is a type of villain that they've done, uh, I guess, subsequently to this episode. And I always enjoy it when they like uh, Supernatural always does a good job of the like golly gee willikers type of villain that yes. like thinks they're in the right and also that they comes directly from the 1950s <laughs> um, and they even got they they even get some of that done when they do like time travel episodes <laughs> uh, i'm genuinely when- disappointed that they didn't fight the krampus because earlier in the episode we we're watching it and i'm like oh god they're gonna fight the krampus it's gonna be great but they didn't fight the krampus maybe they should do that this year since it's their last have year. they not they, this is the only Christmas episode in the show's for 15 years. What? Yeah. That's insanity. They normally don't do it because it's like, I don't know, it doesn't really fit with, you know, the Slow show. hanging I get, fruit. Like, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, there's so many effed up Christmas stories to tell. Like, come on, man. Santa's sleigh is a movie. <laughs> Like, did, and that is my all-time favorite Christmas movie. <laughs> Goldberg I, as the Santa Claus. They even like kind of made a big deal about Christmas, like Winchester Christmases and whatnot. I can't believe they haven't done more Christmas episodes. How have they not fought the Krampus? I don't know, my friend. Well, I, tell them to get on it. 
<laughs> okay. You get, so you give me permission to uh, fly to Texas, find Jensen Ackles, and get him to do whatever it takes to do a Krampus episode. Absolutely. I, I will give em- you that you bank account. It's on record. Empty the bank account. I'm not talking about money. Release the Kraken. You have to dress up as the Krampus, walk up to him and go, hey... What are we going to do about this? Uh, I, ah? I'm afraid it might take me, uh, you know, it might take the use of my body in some way. You know what? Whatever it has to, whatever has to happen, okay? Now that's a loving husband a right there. This is marriage right here. <laughs> right there, loving husband. It's all about the important things, okay? <laughs> oh, speaking of the important things, uh, I think my favorite thing about this episode was like... Um, how they showed Dean taking care of Sam when they were yes. kids. Yes. <laughs> that is just the sweetest thing. I, like, and I you know, do like that. He, he tried really hard and got him to, as he put it, chick gifts. Yeah. I didn't know they were chick presents, um, which is such a Dean thing to say. <laughs> yes. But, you know, we always see Dean as like this hard exterior guy and he is such a fucking marshmallow he He really is you don't get to see it very much but there is nothing that dude loves more than his little brother and uh you know you get to see kind of like kind of why he feels as protective of sam as he does because growing up he was basically his dad yeah that that, and and that's like those are the the tidbits that happen every once in a while in this show that they show the relationship that like most of the time the relationship is them learning from each other and -hmm. whenever they go back and they show them as kids it's how much sam looked up to dean and how protective dean was of sam and how much dean looked up to his dad and like there was a real family there even though it was set in a very weird set of circumstances they always they always try to take care of each other and when the dad wasn't around you know dean stepped up and stole the gifts that 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 sam needed to make it a, a, a merry christmas so it was it was an adorable episode even it with really the horrific was. things that were shown and there was you know the trademark supernatural humor mm-hmm. I, I do like, like the, the way little... they spun the lore like yeah and it most of it is true, like that you know the winter solstice and all of that stuff that's that's based in reality, but like the the fact that these monsters need to be needed to be killed by stakes made of evergreen mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. like that's where the Christmas tree comes it's so on and so like I like it when they do stuff like that they they expand on lore it's it's just it was it was a fun episode. And it, it was, was and and it was a fun little uh, window into uh, pre-internet porn culture, you know, <laughs> <laughs> skin mags. Like <laughs> that's funny. Oh, <laughs> uh, so I, I mean, this is like the these are the one-offs that I really enjoyed about this show. They happened quite a bit in this in this series because. Like we said, they 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 do an an arch an arc for the season, but they they fill it with one offs to keep the boys at a steady pace, so that they don't just get to that big baddie in three episodes. So right, this also gave the backstory of a fairly important piece of supernatural history, which is Dean's necklace. 
Uh, and because I totally forgot about that till I saw it hanging around his neck, and then I'm like, oh, right, I right, because it was like a big deal for a while, and then like he lost it or he got rid of it or he threw it away or something, and then it came back and it was like, uh, Castiel and another angel were like looking for God and they were like, we need this like sacred object that that's what you use to call God. And they went through this thrift shop warehouse that was like a huge tangle of junk and eventually found it. And it was his necklace. That was how you get in touch with God. <laughs> okay, well, and that's and that's the thing that Which the show Gene never does. knew. They never used it that way when he had it. They, it was like the writers just come up with this crap, and they're like, "Okay, we need something. What are we gonna do?" And they have so much um, canon that they're like, "What can we pull from the back canon that like has been forgotten about, but used to be like around all the time?" And it was just so brilliant the way they did that. We were watching an, an episode in season fourteen, and I can't remember what the episode was about but what they did was they touched on the fact that sam was a huge i don't want to say fan but he had an affinity for serial killers like that was that was an important part of his character arc back in the day and they referenced it again like he knows a lot about serial killers like who they are where they're from like their backstories if you will and they throughout this show they keep they they don't forget about where they came from or the things that that started this this huge litany of canon as you say it's nothing is forgotten and that's and i and i love that like there was um what's the 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 nephilim kid um jack, jack. went on jack's first solo mission i think he runs through like four tests real quick that they were doing in season two and three that uh-huh. you hadn't seen for seasons and seasons because they moved on to something else. But they then remembered, hey, you know, you say this in Latin, it could set off a spirit. If you touch them with holy water, it could set like they don't normally do that stuff anymore because it's always a huge big baddie now. And it's guaranteed a demon. It's guaranteed an angel. It's but they still reference this stuff. And that's what yeah, I love about this that, show. But like. At a certain point, with ex- as experienced um, of hunters as Sam and Dean are, like, they're, we don't need to see them do that stuff, the basic stuff every time. But they still remember that if you're training a new hunter, that's the basic stuff you need to teach them in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they're, they're true to their whatever their uh, philosophy is. It's, it's a great show. And it has so much. It has it has been so good for so long. Like, granted, every show has its weaker moments, and there's some wonky storylines. But this show is is, has consistently been entertaining. Like, even even in a season where there's like a character you may not like right out right out the gate, you don't like it, and they're there for the whole season. There's at least half of the season that you will enjoy because of the one-offs or the entertaining, entertaining things that happened between the brothers or the fact that they get sucked into Scooby-Doo land or you know, like whatever happens to them that is not the main arc. Like that's, that's what kept this show going for 15 years now. So uh, The main thing that came back to me um, that I didn't really – not necessarily not remember, but I don't know, whatever. It's like Dean used to be, he was protective of Sam, like treated him like a little kid for a long time. And I think the flashbacks are 
tied into a part of explaining that. But also, <laughs> that led to a lot of, like, Dean fucking with Sam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and Sam just being like, whatever, dude, like, completely annoyed by it. Just uh, moving on, just moving past. He's, he grew a thick skin really quick. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot how much you used to screw with this kid. <laughs> I the, 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 the show is... The show, I'm sad to see it go. And... Yeah. Because it hasn't... I, I personally don't feel it, it has dipped. And I guess that's, all, that's a good thing that it's going to end on a higher note. It's not fading away as some shows to put. It's, it hasn't let me down and I'm going to say, I'm, I'm sad to see it go away. But me who too. knows? But 16 hey. seasons in a movie. Is that, is that? <laughs> I'll call you from Texas. Um, you um, let me know how your, your crap is. The uh, green light. So you do what you got to do. Lee. You know, if it, if it takes an entire extra couple of seasons for them to make this Krampus episode, I can make that part of the deal. Uh, absolutely, I, I I'm I will stand behind you 100. <laughs> percent I'll will t- take care of the kids. I got this covered. <laughs> I like Send this them plan down to meet their new daddy. <laughs> I like this plan. I'm proud to be a part of it. So, Chris, did I mean I know you're not the hugest fan? I mean, it's not like you have a, a, a deep knowledge of it, but you enjoyed the episode. Well, I'm never going to watch the show now that they did that fingernail thing to me. <laughs> No, really, I, I enjoyed it. I, I, I've seen a handful of episodes, mostly through doing this show with you guys, and I've enjoyed it every time. It's a, it, it's one of those things that if I had the time or if I had gotten in on it earlier, I probably would be a fan. But it's I just never see myself diving into it because it's not the kind of thing that I'd probably be able to do subliminally at work. Mm. So it would be something that I would have to like do on my own time. Uh, which means that I would finish a 16-season show with hour-long episodes sometime in 3015. Uh, which, no and, offense, but there are other things out there that I'm going to do before I do and that. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And that's the, and that's another problem with this show, per se. Like, you can't watch it in the background because most episodes do touch on the story arc in some way, shape, or form. Even those that that are the filler episodes will have a smidgen of s- story progression in it, just mm-hmm. to make you, just to remind you what season they're in, kind of thing. So, and there's also a fair bit of like, s- like there's fighting where you have to like watch. You know, there there's no dialogue; you just have to watch it to know who's kicking whose ass. Or like, there's like magical stuff being done that like you don't understand if you're not looking at it. There's a that's a problem I'm having with this rewatch is like every once in a while they go like a long stretch of time where there's no dialogue and I'm like wait what's happening? There's a lot of sneaking around in the dark with a flashlight. Yeah. I'm <laughs> or, sorry. Or we have to be quiet because we're gonna get caught and so like it's all still it's all visual with all of the television and movies that I have watched in my 41 years. The scared scene of of. Dean getting scared by the cat in the locker is still the best thing the best thing ever and him screaming at the top of his lungs and then going whoo that was scary scary (laughs) best thing ever so there it is there's my Christmas pick for this year I'm glad you guys enjoyed it um 
So yeah, next week, Karen is is your pick. But let's uh, let's let's get let's get the spiel out of the way, Chris. You can get in touch with us at mailatgeekade.com, as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook at Geekade, find us on Instagram at Geekade, subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content, and follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade, or follow the show specifically at Webcast. You can also find us individually on Twitter. I'm at Geekade Chris, that's Geekade K-R-I-S. Karen, where can people find you? Shoot underscore the underscore moon. And Evan, where can people find you? Geekade underscore Evan. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher, where if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com for more fresh original content. Back to you, Evan. Thank you so much. All right, Karen, how are we wrapping up this Christmas holiday? Uh, with something that's less of a classic and more of a new modern classic, uh, we are going to watch my uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend Season 1, Episode 10, with an annoying long, annoyingly long title, My Mom, Greg's Mom, and Josh's Sweet Dance Moves. <laughs> All right, people, there's your homework. Karen, give it to me one more time, because you're, you're the, unfortunately the connection broke up a little bit. <laughs> it's Crazy Ex-Girlfriend Season 1. Episode 10, called My Mom, Greg's Mom, and Josh's Sweet Dance Moves. Sweet, sweet dance moves. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us this week. From everyone here at this week's episode, I'm Evan. I'm Karen. Eggnog is disgusting. Good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.